Yo, yo, what's what up, up? Man, Nothing man. appreciate you joining me, man. I don't want to take too much of your time. No problem, man. It's all good. How the, how the shop today? How How is the business going right now? It's going well. It's going good. I just got done, actually. Okay, you got a busy day? Very busy day. Yeah, yeah. always. Yeah, I hear you on that. Uh, once again, big homie, appreciate you, man, for joining me. You know, uh, yeah. So we gonna we gonna get right into it. All right. So question okay. question one for you: MJ, Kobe, or Bron, and then put them in order. Oh, for me, I'm going MJ one. Mm-hmm. I think I'll go Kobe two, Bron three. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta go MJ one. Yeah, but that's that's what you grew up on, right? Yeah, well, okay. I mean, it's not just what I grew up on. I mean, I think that he was more of a, I think he was more of a dominant force when he played yeah. than, than the other two guys. I mean, the other two guys, Bron dominates, but he doesn't dominate the way Mike did. Mm-hmm. Like Mike made people scared of him. Yeah, I don't think people are really scared of Bron like that. You know what I mean? That yeah. doesn't mean he's not. That doesn't mean he's not a great player. He just he don't strike that level of fear the way MJ did. Got you. You know. Got you. If Bron, if man, if Bron was to have that killer mind state where he just used his body on every time he attack or drive, I think Bron would probably be you know not the best, but not, man, he would be. He'd be the best because he'd have for one, he'd have more accolades. He already got a lot of accolades, but he'd have more. Mm-hmm. Then also, I think he'd have more ring. Yeah. Because I think, I want to say 2015 for sure, he shouldn't have lost. I don't think he should have lost. Yeah. Some people yeah. say, well, he didn't have Kyrie in them, but he dominated the series. He did. He dominated the series so much that he was almost the MVP. So yeah. They okay. could have won. You know what I mean? Yeah. So. Okay, okay. Uh, for you right now, who is your favorite NBA player right now? And if you have one, you know, present, I mean, past, you have one also. Okay, well, I'll do Cur- I'll do pass first. Pass okay. is Michael Jordan. Okay. I don't okay. really have to go into why yep. okay. it's Michael Jordan. But then for present, I would say I like a few guys. I like a few guys, but I like Kawhi a lot. Yeah. I like Kawhi a lot. Monster. I like Monster. Kawhi and I like Kevin. Kevin Durant, yep. Only thing that kind of got me off of Kevin was when he joined the Warriors, even though I like the Warriors. Mm-hmm. So I would have to say if I went in order, it would be Kawhi, Kevin, and Steph. I like Steph Curry. Okay. Yeah, they are. He's a little guy. Yeah. And he dominates in his own way. You know what I mean? He ain't yeah. dunking on yeah. people. He ain't, he shoots the ball. That's what he do. They all somewhat played a role in changing the game of what it is now. From the you know yeah. from, the, from the past you know they yeah, all got exactly. some type of you know Kevin Durant seven foot tall can do it all Steph Curry exactly. changed the whole game of shooting and Kawhi just man six seven long arms he's like the next Scottie Pippen but you know yeah. he got he got the full package exactly he can lead exactly. the team but he can lead the team by himself you know yeah he 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 a monster man man he a monster. Um, <laughs> Last so, year kind of showed that he a monster. Oh yeah, especially when they played what was it, Philadelphia when he hit that shot. Yeah. Scotty yeah, Pippen. Philly ain't taking, yeah, Scotty Pippen ain't taking no shot like that. I agree. He ain't I taking agree. no shot like that. No, uh, he ain't taking that shot. Uh so for, <laughs> so this next question, I know it kinda of might kinda of probably already said it. So what player made you a fan of the game? Uh Magic. 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 Yeah, I'm telling my age now, but Magic. Yeah. What, what you know? What was it about? What was it about Magic? And when did you start watching Magic? Uh, for you, you know, to become a fan of him. Uh, I started watching Magic in '84. I was seven years old. Wow. But it was it was the way he, the way he just played the game. He made it look so easy, but he also made it look entertaining. And then his passes, man. You know, a lot of oohs and ahs. You know. Yep. Yeah, so like watching that, I used to watch the game. I used to watch baseball because I was heavy into baseball, not so much basketball. Yeah, and I started watching with my family. And I'm the Lakers' only team that came on TV when I was young. Lakers yeah. and the Celtics came on almost every weekend, no matter who they was playing, they were on. So watching them play, 
It's like, man, these dudes, these dudes for real. Gotcha, so, gotcha. That was it, man. Magic's like the dude. Yeah, Magic nice, man. Yeah. All right, so who you got winning the title this year? I had the Clippers. But I don't know because I think I think winning a championship is more than just what you do on the court. Yeah. It's the locker room, it's the camaraderie, it's all of that stuff. Yeah. And I think I think what Lou Will just did, I don't know how I don't know how that's gonna mess them up. Yeah. Because yeah. to me it didn't show I think when you win a championship, everybody gotta be on board. Yep. At least yep. the main guy. You know, if if the thirteenth and fourteenth guy ain't on board, it don't really matter because they ain't gonna play anyway. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yep. And because the majority rules, they just gonna shut their mouth and go along with it. Yeah. When it's an important piece like a Lou Will, you can't you can't do that. You know yep. what I mean? Like yep. you can't you can't. I don't care what you left for. You can get them wings anytime, man. Man, he could have did curbside pickup or something. Anything. You could have got them wings anytime. Like, that wasn't the moment to do that. Only because of what's going on in the world. Yeah. Now you come back. You got to sit out 10 days. The first two games you're going to miss. Yep. And the first yep. game is against the Lakers. A crucial game. If you game. beat the Lakers. Yeah. And if you beat the Lakers, that gives you a whole game that you make up in the column where, I mean, where you can catch up with. I think they only, what, five behind the Lakers? Four yeah. and a half, five behind? You jump an entire game if you beat them. Yeah. You know what I mean? And you go 3-1 in a series, which is confidence for the team. Yeah. Now, no, nah, I don't know. Yeah, I had they, the Lakers. Yeah, they, I mean, I had the – only reason I had the Clippers, though, was because I thought they were deeper. Man, good boy. Uh, Lou Will was gone. Patrick Beverly was gone. Trez Harrell was gone. They said Shamit was gone. I'm like, man, that's like your whole bench right there almost. Yeah. yeah. And see, all of them are back now. Yeah. But – they if they not back, they on their way back. But now Lou Will got a quarantine. Because when you come back, you just get a test. Yep. Your test is negative. You go play. Like Zion. Zion got his test. It was negative. He back with the team. Yeah. Lou got to sit out for 10 days. And that's crazy. Like, on, Lou, Lou Will was playing 30-plus minutes a night. Come in, that's my point. Like, uh, 20 points a game. Like, that's yeah. 20 points they got to make up now. They got two people coming off their bench averaging 18 points a game. Yeah. Those are the reasons why I said I had the Clippers. It wasn't that I didn't think Brian and him are not good enough. It's just that you can't beat Anthony Davis and LeBron, to me, having showed that they're good enough in the playoffs to beat a team that got Kawhi giving you almost 30 at night, Paul George giving you 24 at night. Then you got two people coming off the bench giving you 18 at night. Yeah. That's like almost 90 points. That's 80-something points between – almost 90 points between four people. Yeah. So you got to make up for that. And then they lost Avery Bradley too. That's a lot to make up for. Yeah. But that's your defensive player. Plus, he going to give you about a good 8 to 10, you know? Yeah. And some he might have good nights. The game they won, he had 25. Yeah. You, can get nice, you can get nice like that from him. You know what I mean? Now you're not. And now yeah. Clippers are full strength. And then they just they, – they, <laughs> perimeter-wise, they locking you down, man. They locking you down. Yeah. That's, that's – man, I think the Lakers ain't got no – they ain't got no depth like that. They Which don't. You, you probably can do what? Brad, Avery Bradley, Danny Green, probably Braun, AD, and what, JaVale McGee, Dwight Howard? Yeah. No, nah, I'll take that. Yeah, I ain't sold on – I'm not sold on uh, – what's the young fella's name? Kuzma. I ain't sold on Kuzma yet. They should have traded him at trade deadline. <laughs> they should have they got rid of him quick. They should have yeah, – they should have got like a mellow or a, somebody like that, man, that's going to contribute he, something. I something. agree. He's too inconsistent. That's the only thing with me. He's too inconsistent and he so, don't have any experience. And True. as great as AD is, I'm still not. It's too many variables that I'm just not sold on. I know what Bron can do, yeah. but a lot of times in the finals and when you get deep in the playoffs against teams like the Clippers, Bron sometimes delegates the responsibility of taking over at the end of the game. Yeah, you know what I mean. And mm -hmm. I don't know if he can do that with Anthony Davis 
because AD tends to shrink in them moments. Yeah. Especially if the game gets more physical, he tends to shrink because he doesn't like physical play. Yeah. So it's like, how can I count on him? I can't – I wouldn't put my money on the Lakers because there's too many – I know Danny Green going to hoop. You know what I mean? But yeah. when he ain't making shots, he in the way. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's like out of the both teams, to me, I think Montrez Harrow is probably the most quality role player. Thanks. Because Thanks. even when he's not getting bucket, he rebounds. Block, he blocks shot, shots. Shot. He yeah. plays defense. He runs the floor. So even in running the floor and hitting the boards, you don't have to run plays for him. He's still going to get you effort buckets. Yeah. You know, I don't know if you can. I don't know if you can get that from anybody else on either team. Honestly, nope, not at all. Not at all. Maybe, man. maybe Javale McGee. But then again, he iffy because he only playing ten to fifteen minutes a night. Twenty. Yeah, he got bad. Minutes. He got bad. His he got um like some breathing stuff. His asthma and bronchitis was bad. Yeah, so he don't yeah. play that. Yeah. Um. All right. Give me your your favorite rapper. Jay Z. Jay Z. I already knew that was coming. <laughs> yeah, that was coming. All right, now give me your top five all time rapper. Top five all time. Jay is number one to me. Longevity. He kind of revolutionized the game. This yeah. dude is a billionaire. He started out as a damn rapper and part of a label. He's yeah. a billionaire, so he got to be number one. Then his then his stuff still hot, and he's fifty years old. Man, <laughs> so he got to be number one. Uh, two. I would have to say Tupac. Yep. Just off the impact and just off what he's done. Mm-hmm. Got to be number two. Three, I would probably say Big. I would have to say probably Big. Only thing with me with Big, I would have to push him down because he didn't have the body of work. Yeah. The lyrics was cold. The skills were cold. He just didn't have the body of work that the other guys had. You know what I mean? Unfortunately for him, his career was cut too short. Yeah. So he didn't get a chance to really show what he had. But I would put him in the top five for sure. I probably would move him to four. I probably would put Eminem in number three. Okay. He don't. He just don't get a lot. He just don't get a lot of credit because he white. Yep. (laughs) But he good. You know, like if you good, you good. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? Then I probably would round it out with probably Rakim. Ooh. Okay. Okay, not too many. Too many people don't know about him. Yeah, they don't. A lot, a lot of the people I just named, they wouldn't be who they are if it wasn't for him. So he got to be in the top five. Mostly now, me, all those people pulled off his career. Now let me ask you this: Where's the Wayne, Where's the Wayne at on your list? Seven, six, seven around there, okay, right so outside the top five. So who would be your six if you got him at seven? Scarface. Ooh, that's my dad's favorite rapper. I know all about him. Yeah, one of the best storytellers ever. People sleep on him, man. He put yeah. the South on the map, man. When the South wasn't on the map, he put the South on the map. So, yeah, that's. I would great. have to that's go with Face, number yeah. six, and then Wayne, number seven. Got you, yeah. Okay, I respect that. Okay, so now, number uh, question number seven. What made you get into being a barber, wanting to become a barber? Uh... Honestly, I just enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. So, like, when I was young, I was cutting the basement and stuff like that. For one, it's funny because I started um, just trying to get keep groomed, stay groomed, keep myself groomed, then learn how to cut others. Yeah. Then, obviously, money. I was a teenager yeah. when I started cutting hair. Not professionally, but just cutting. I was a teenager. Yeah. So, you know what I mean? I'm broke all the time. So, it was a way to make money. But then when I got older, I learned the profession and I saw that it actually was a way to like like build real wealth, you know. So honestly, just the love of being in the shop, making people look good and feel good. And then for me it started with money, but that that soon kind of went by the wayside because there's yeah. so much more to it than just making money. Absolutely. There's nothing Absolutely. like making somebody look and feel good when they get out the chair. Facts. So what, you know, around what age did you, did you really start it? You know, like, would you like say lock in, lock in cut? Yeah, like he was like, alright, I'm no, going I'm now. 22, 23 years old. Okay. I used to work in this shop and um, 
the shop I worked in, I was only cleaned up. I didn't cut. Mm. It was just like something on the side to make some money and hang out with the guys. Yeah. And um, one of the guys asked me that I want to just get a chair. So I'm like, well, yeah, I'll get a chair, but I can't do anything but, like, number ones and ball hit. He like, well, that's sufficient. Just do that. And he wouldn't let me do any fading. And then they just started teaching me. The older guys started teaching me. I wanted to learn, so I asked a lot of questions. Because I mm -hmm. felt like if I'm going to do it, I might as well be the best at it. Anything that I do, I want to be the best at it. Or at least the best that I can be. Yeah. So, like you said, you only did ones and, and, and ball. Like, was it – were you – were you nervous when you first started? Was it like, okay, like a walk-in come in? Yeah, of course. You don't want... <laughs> yeah. yeah, of course I was nervous. You don't want to mess people up, man. Yeah. But you said you one of I mean? our people. Yeah, I'm like, you can't really mess up no ball. You know what I'm you saying? Still gotta, you still got to line up a one. A ball here, you can't mess up. A one, you still got to line it up. And you know with us, if the line is wrong, the haircut wrong. Oh, so, wrong. You don't want to mess up no black person, man. Oh, they don't man. play. <laughs> they don't play about their hair, so yeah. I was yeah. nervous a little bit, but I got over it fast. Okay, I got okay. over it pretty quickly. Okay, talk about a little bit about what's the pros and cons of being a barber. What were some of the, you know, the trials and tribulations you faced as a as a barber, but some of the good that came out of it also. Uh, the learning process, and then understanding the business side of. It. That's one of the pros because understanding the business side of it is so much more to it than just standing here cutting hair. Yeah. You know what I mean? You mm -hmm. learn, you learn that you can really advance the profession. You don't have to just stand here and just cut, cut, cut person after person all day. You can actually make it a business. You can actually do something with it, you know? Yeah. And I think for me, that was the biggest thing. That was the pros learning the business side of it understanding that it's more to it than just cutting hair and standing behind a chair, uh, being able to brand my own name, yeah. becoming a corporation, you know what I mean? Like, I'm a corporation, so I'm not just a barber. Standard Barber Lounge is not just a corporation. It made me want to create the business. Now, yeah. the cons of it is sometimes dealing with people because you're in customer service. So in barbering, just like in business, you're the last person. You're not first. Mm -hmm. So many times we think that when we get a business that we're first, but we're not. You actually lack. Yeah. It's the same way with barbering. You servicing people, so what they want and how they want to look comes first. So yeah. sometimes yeah. customers are not um, easy, but it's all worth it in the end. Mm -hmm. And then I think the biggest con is the time. Yeah, you be there you all day. I mean? Because you spend so much time here, you miss out on a lot. Especially yeah. the weekend, because for barbering, Friday and Saturday are the busiest days. Yeah. You know what I mean? And everybody does everything on Friday and Saturday. Yeah. By the time you get out of here, you're tired. You didn't cut 30 heads. You don't feel like doing nothing. Oh. But, you know, like we live in the Midwest. It's summertime. So when you get out, it's like, okay, I made everybody else look good. And I want to go and have a good time. Yeah. But it's like everybody that already got started on their night when you yep. get out the shop because you get out so late. Yep. Yeah. Man. And then and that and being a family, man. You know, when you when you be when you get a family, it's demanding on the family to be for the head of the family to be gone twelve, thirteen, fourteen hours a day. Five you know times I mean? a week. Yeah. Five times a week, exactly. Yeah. Oh so um, that man. those are the cons of it. Gotcha, gotcha. Now, for you, was it? Because I know barbering is is super hard to do. You got to have like a steady hand. You got to have patience. Was that something you had to work on, or did you naturally have that already? The steady hand I had because I can draw. Mm -hmm. I used to draw a lot when I was young. I just stopped as I got older, but I mm -hmm. could draw. So the steady hand and the lining was actually easier for me than fading. Mm -hmm. The fading is what I picked up later. The lining was kind of easy, like I said, because I can draw. But just learning how to do it with a clipper instead of a pencil is what I had to learn to do. Yeah, but it yeah. took time. It took practice. Man, I used to practice and practice and practice and practice. Practice on mannequins. I would practice on my buddies. Yeah. Excuse me. Whenever someone wanted a bald head, I would practice my fading. 
Oh man, you getting the ball here? Let me practice this ball fade on. Yeah. Oh, you want a one against the grain? Or you want a ball here? Let me practice my tapering on. I would just practice, practice, practice. Because with anything you do in life, you gotta practice. Absolutely. So for me, that's what helped me become better is just practicing and learning. And having yeah. an open mind, you know? You yeah. gotta have an open yeah. mind and stuff. You can't um how can I put it? You can't you can't want to or you can't have so much pride that you think that you know it all. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because in this profession, it's ever growing and it's ever changing. Things are not the way. I've been cutting hair for 18 years. Man. Things are not the way they were when I first started cutting hair. The profession yeah. advances and things advance. So as things advance, you have to change with it, you know, or get yeah. out the way, yeah. one or the other. So for you, you said you've been cutting for 18 years. By, like, what year did you feel like you fully mastered barbering? I still don't feel like I fully mastered it, but mm -hmm. um, I would say probably around year 10, maybe. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Year 10. I mean, I started to notice from the clientele. Yeah. I'll say about year 10, it was like, you know, man, these people, everybody want me to cut their hair. Everybody's waiting for me. Everybody wants me to, you know what I mean? And it yeah. wasn't because... I've been in one place too long or people felt sorry because people spending their money, they want to look good. They spending their money. So yeah. when people yeah. are coming to you and everybody wants to come to you and everybody waiting on you and they're spending their money, that's like a shot of confidence to let you know, like, okay, these people want to come to me because I'm good at what I do. Not because, you know, because they like my shoes or something. Yeah. Yep. Thanks. Thanks. All right. Now I'm going to kind of, kind of put you on the spot with this question <laughs> okay so what's what's the haircut you like doing the most for you uh you like just doing fades you like doing ball fades you like doing high tops like for you what is your favorite that you enjoy the most doing uh fades yeah fades. I like fading more fading and tapering i like more. okay why is that is that yeah. i just like to look when somebody has good hair and, you know, the hair is clean, and which all my clients do. But when someone, like, for instance, when they have waves, and you give them a, a nice, clean taper with the waves, with a nice line, it that pops. Is, it just, yeah. It looks good. You know what I mean? That, yeah. and I'm starting yeah. to like, I didn't used to like it, but I'm starting to like doing designs. Because I that do was, them a lot. That was my next question. What Now, what haircuts or things don't you like? You yeah. don't have to answer that, because I know somebody's like, I ain't going to say that. I like doing all haircuts. Yeah. like you know, I, I don't mind of, saying that. I didn't used to like doing design. Yeah. I used to be, I felt like it was like too time consuming. Yeah. Because the way I, when I taught, how, when I taught people to cut, I think some of what I taught got down inside of me from what I learned cutting. Yeah. And growing up cutting in the city, it's first come, first serve. It's not really, it's not really a, uh, how can I put it? It's not really a appointment kind of thing. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's first come, first serve out there. So the way you're trained when you cut out there is to get them in, get them out fast. Yeah. So for me, designs was time consuming. I just wanted to get you right, make you look good. But I also know designs are part of the profession. Yeah. So I had to work on that as well. Something else I had to work on. And I didn't want to work on it on my clients and send them out of here with no bad design. So yeah. I would yeah. practice on people that want, again, oh, you want a ball here? Well, let me put a design in your head real quick. Yeah. So you know, you, yeah, see how it looks. So that way, I can get better. At it. Has somebody? So I don't think somebody, My bad. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go I'm ahead. sorry. Go ahead. And I would say, has anybody ever came to you with like a out of the world design? You was like, man, I'm not doing this. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah real yeah. quick, quick story. I had a, <laughs> I had a lady that I used to cut. Mm -hmm. Um, I used to cut her son actually, out in the city, and she wanted me to put. I can't remember which song it was, but it was about maybe 2012. Whatever song was hot at that time, probably something Drake had or something. Mm -hmm. But the hot song for the summer, she wanted me to put that in her son's head. What like you mean? The hook what of the mean? song. The hook, no, that, no, that you say, like for instance, Hot Girl Summer. But of course, not Hot Girl Summer because it's a little boy. But I'm saying, for example, a song like that. And she wanted me to put it in his head. But the thing about it was, Little guy's head was about this big. So you had she to be super to put, little. Exactly. 
So I told her, I said, I can't put the entire song. I can abbreviate the song, but I can't put the entire hook to the song. He was only like seven years old, but it was his birthday, and that's what he wanted for his birthday was to get a haircut and get that song in his head, or should I say the hook to the song in his head. You know what I mean? So I just abbreviated the song. I told her I'd abbreviate the hook and just put part of it in there. You know what I mean? How or I could like like I'm on one by Drake by DJ Khaled. I just put I'm on one instead of putting the entire hook to the song. Yeah, she just said, Okay, that's fine. And that was probably the the most annoying. I'm like, lady, I can't put all this in this kid's head. <laughs> <laughs> but it worked out. She was cool with it, it worked out. So cool, cool. Now now for you. How do you deal? So for you, I'm trying to be how I should word this. For your customer service, what are your what are your main steps for leaving the customer satisfied? Like, what are your steps for giving out great customer service? Uh, being punctual. Mm -hmm. Nobody likes a person that's late all the time. Being punctual, being respectful, because I feel like customer service starts with me. Yeah, you know what I mean. I can't give good customer service if I don't have good business etiquette. Yeah. So being on time, being clean, I'm cutting hair, so making sure that my place is clean, my business is clean, making sure that my hands are clean. You know what yeah. I mean. Making sure that all that is on point first, mm -hmm. and then putting the person first. I mean, customer service is just that you servicing the customer. So I have to make sure that the customer comes first. You know, if they want this cut, then that's what they get. If they want, you know, just being respectful. Like, I'll try not to play a lot of things with profanity and stuff in the shop. Yeah. Because everybody yeah. don't want to hear that. Yeah. More people yeah. don't want to hear it than people do want to hear it. Yep. And then yeah. if a person wants to hear it, they can hear it on their personal time. Yeah. So, for me, that's kind of what I try to do. So, I try to be respectful of the person that I'm servicing. You know yeah. what I mean? Gotcha. Try to gotcha. just give complimentary customer service. I still learn, and this is something you can learn every day. Yeah. You know, even though I'm a barber, you can learn customer service from a lot of different companies yep. and just see how those companies treat their. I look at a lot of Fortune 500 companies. I try to see how they treat their customers and their employees, and then I try to learn from them. I don't try to mimic what they do because everything they do is not good. Yeah. So I just try to take what I can from that and just learn from it. Gotcha. Gotcha. Now for this next question, what was what was the motivation behind starting your own business and starting the standard barber lounge? Like, I know people don't want to work for somebody else, but for you to start your own, what was you know what was the main factors in that? Um, honestly, it wasn't working for my. It wasn't even working for somebody else mm -hmm. because. Um, I just always felt like, even when I was a kid, I wanted to be a business owner. I just didn't know what kind of business at the time because I was a kid. So yeah. I just knew I wanted to do it one day. But for me, um, nobody else can tell my story like me. Thanks. So for me to have a business, it's kind of bringing you into my world a little bit, but allowing me to share my world, my gifts, and my abilities with the world. Yeah. So... For me, that was the main motivation for wanting to start my own business. Um, of course, money, but money is only a small microcosm of it because you can make money doing a lot of things. But being able to establish your own business, your own brand, and then I eventually want to employ other people. Yeah. You know, that was the mm -hmm. biggest thing. Okay, I want to employ other people. I want to give other people an opportunity to realize their dream. Yeah. So this will yeah. be my pathway to do that. Thanks. Much respect on that. Uh, that, was, that, was, man, that was my main motivation for doing so. Got you. All right, give me your funniest haircut experience. <laughs> okay, so it was funny to me. I had this kid that came to get his haircut. And, um, well, he wasn't really a kid. He was like a teen. Mm -hmm. So he sat down and he said, well, okay, I want to get a taper." He's not from here. He's from another country. Gotcha. Okay. So he don't know our. He he didn't know our language. I guess he was trying to just mimic what he heard. 
So he sat down. He said, well, I want to get a taper, and I want to get the top cut down some. So he has really straight hair. So I put the shears on there, cut it down, asked him how long. Of course, eventually we got to the length that he wanted. So then I gave him the taper on the sides and the back, and he was fine with it. So he got up, and I guess he wear glasses. I forgot that part. So he puts his glasses on, and he looks in the mirror. I mean, dude, this was like, if I was downtown somewhere, I probably could have charged him like 125 150 for what I gave him. I mean, phenomenal haircut. Yeah. It was the first time I've experienced this, too. That's why it's funny to me. He looked in the mirror, and he like, dude, I don't like it. This is horrible. I didn't want this. I didn't want this like this. I said, well, you wanted a taper. That's what a taper is. I didn't want no, I didn't want my sides cut off. So in my head, I'm thinking, when I was cutting your sides, you didn't feel that? You didn't feel the air hit the sides of your hair? <laughs> so, I mean, everybody in the shop is telling them, like, dude, that's one of the best haircuts <laughs> I've ever seen. Like, what are you talking about? He's like, but I didn't want the sides like this. I didn't want it this way. I mean, and he, he, was, he came with another client that I cut. So it was like three of them. They were like teenagers. This dude paid, but this dude left the shop living. But everybody else loved the haircut. I mean, it was like 10, 15 people in the shop. I even had people coming in compliment me like, dude, you hooked him up. Because so, they, didn't know, they, they didn't know that he was upset. He's sitting there, and they're like, who cut his hair? They're like, he did it. Like, dude, you hooked him up. But he was upset. I mean, livid upset. So what did he really want? Just you to cut it down but no tapers? I guess so. He wanted to keep his hair thick. He had, like, really thick, dark hair, like Middle Eastern dark hair, thick like that. Oh, so I think he wanted man. to keep the sides thick. But he hadn't too long been over here, so he didn't know the lingo. He didn't know the language. He's thinking a taper is taking it down. Yeah, he don't know that you actually fade it. Yeah, I say a taper is when you fade the hair. And then even the guys that was with him, like, we told you that's what that means. He's like, but this is not what I want. But, I mean, it was one of the best haircuts I've ever done in my life, and he didn't like it. It was funny to me and, and probably the few people in there, but that's, like, one of my funniest ones. I got a lot of them, but that's just one that came to mind right off the top of my head. I feel like if you don't know what type of haircut you want, that's where you go on Google and you bring a picture of what you want exactly. Yeah, this dude wanted a taper. Like everybody in that shop know a taper is like, all right, we gonna cut this down. We gonna fade it out, bar it out a little bit. Like, come on, dude. He that's 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 what he wanted. All right, now give me paper. now give me your worst haircut experience. I know you got um, some bad ones. I'll say I'll say like when I first started, mm -hmm. I um uh, <laughs> I was doing the lining on somebody. And he moved a little bit. <laughs> and and, oh and this God. is like when I first started. So I'm lining the guy. I cut him. He wanted the ball fade. So I cut him. I got the fade. It's not faded, faded. Mm -hmm. it's, it's, it can pass, but it's, it wasn't good. I thought it was good because I didn't know how to cut hair at the time. So I thought it was good. Look, she's cracking up. <laughs> <laughs> so I thought it was good. So I cut him. I'm like, okay, let me go ahead and line him up. So me being nervous, I'm like kind of shaking a little bit. And he he moved to do something. Oh, man, turned his head. Oh, what is And, dude, dude, I, man, was it this up? stuff was, was it like, <laughs> it was like, <laughs> it was like the part that I give you. Oh, but your part in, it was like that. So I had to man. try to play it off and act like I really tried to give him a part, even though he didn't ask for a part. So I'm like, okay, well, do you want me to finish the part that I started or do you want me to pick the line? <laughs> but I lied and tried to make it seem like it was the part was on purpose. I'm like, yeah, you know, these new parts, these fly, so... I tried to make it seem, because, you know, when you're cutting in a shop, you're around a lot of people. When you mess up, you're going to get clowned about it. So I tried to make it seem like I did it on purpose, but I did not. That was probably the worst I think I've ever done somebody. He knew it, though. He got up. He was mad. He paid, but he was mad. 
Oh man, he was mad. You ever had you ever had a customer that tried to act a fool with you? Not with me, but with somebody else in the shop. Yeah. Oh okay, okay. I Not with me. Okay. No, um, I had a shop I used to work at in the suburbs. I had this guy um, out here in the south suburbs, <coughs> one of the barbers. He didn't know how to cut straight hair. So this lady came in. She's a pretty lady. You know what I mean? Pretty attractive lady. She had her son. Her son had really straight hair. I, I, don't, know, I don't know if the kid was mixed or not, but his hair was like really straight, like, like a Caucasian kid. Mm -hmm. She was African-American. So when she came in, everybody in the shop is like looking at her like, ooh, ooh, you know, she's nice looking. Yeah. She's a walk-in, so everybody like <coughs> want to cut her son. So one of the guys in the shop, he has availability. So he's like, come on, I'll, I'll get you. I'll take you. So the barber next to me, because he know I used to be, I used to actually used to be their instructor. So he looks over at me. He says, hey, man, I don't think you should let this guy cut that kid's head. I'm like, well, he got it, man. You know, it's a shop. It's not a school. So I can't yeah. go over and tell him no, he can't, can't make money. Yeah. You know, so I'm like, well, he got it. he'll figure it out. Yeah. So the lady like, well, I just want to get him a mohawk. Now, I know from teaching him when he was at the school, he's done plenty of mohawks. So I'm like, he got it. He's okay. Yeah. But the guy who's telling me this, this is his best friend. So I guess he knows something I don't know. So he's like, man, you probably need to go talk to him. I'm going to stay out of it. So the mom sits him down, puts him in the chair. She starts, uh, you know, she's young. So she gets on her phone. She's on her phone. So in the mind you, this kid wants a mohawk. His hair was pretty long when he came in. I'll say it was probably like, about this long. Okay. She wants to okay. keep the middle. She only wants the sides cut down. So he takes a number three and starts right here in the middle of the kid's head. So the <laughs> so with a mohawk, the first thing you don't get rid of is the middle. <laughs> so <laughs> she don't, don't see all of this going on. So he scalps this little boy. You don't, you don't, you don't give them a three all over. She's so busy in her phone, she's not looking. So I guess eventually she looks up. She looks up from her phone, and she says, uh, <laughs> "You all right? I'm finished telling you." So she looks up, and when she finally looks up from her phone, I guess she sees the haircut. Dude, she hit the ceiling, bro. I mean, hit the ceiling, bro. She jump up, but she does it with so much class. She jumps up. It reminds me of the movie Barbershop. She goes over to the chair. She's like, so she says, she says, um, how much for his haircut? So the guy's like, uh, it's $10. So she go in her little purse. She had a little flat little purse. She go in there, whip out $10, set it on his station. The man was still cutting, mind He's still in motion. Cape on, hair everywhere. She set the ten dollars down, unsnapped the cape, snatch it off her son, throw it on, throw it at dude. She didn't even, she didn't even hand it to him. Excuse me. Throw him the cape, snatch her son out the chair, and storm out the shop. Now, mind you, this is a Saturday afternoon, and this is the shop I work in. It's like ten stylists in the back and like six barbers in the front, and she did this in front of everybody, like the entire stock. The entire shop stopped when she stood up because of how fast she got up. She got up like she was, she approached the chair like she was getting ready to hit the bar. Like she got up and walked over there fast, fist balled up and everything. And I guess she calmed down when she got to the chair. I mean, straight embarrassed the man. Grabbed the baby, snatched the baby, stormed out the shop with tears in her ass. It was the little boy's birthday. So he wanted a mohawk, but he scouted him, gave him like a fade. He gave him a three. He didn't even get to nothing else. She said, these were her specific instructions. I want a mohawk. Keep the middle. Take the sides down. And he started right he took a number three and started in the middle <laughs> and cut him down to a number three all over. He didn't even finish his head. <laughs> hey, hey, the dude. I ain't never seen a woman. I never seen a woman so mad in my life. Man, that lady snapped. <laughs> Cursed him out everything. Man. Grabbed her son and oh, smashed him and stormed out the shop. Little man had a half a haircut. <laughs> I went outside and got her, and I'm like, I'll cut his hair for free. <laughs> but it's his <laughs> birthday. You, 
I fixed him for for free. I'm like, it's his birthday. You can't let him go to his birthday party with half a haircut. Oh, she was mad. Man. When I went outside, she had tears in her eyes. I said, oh, man, I felt bad for her. What the, she, what she, the dude probably was like. He didn't know what to do. He didn't know what to do. It would have been a, 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 a half day for me. I got another one, but it's like it's a more R-rated story. Okay. You got to tell me that when you cut me next time. I got I'm going to tell you when I cut you. Right, Somebody, right, this right. dude, damn, he, he damn near got killed in the shop. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and the way oh, the yeah, guy yeah, responded, yeah. it was a guy who'd been to the joint for like 15 years, one of them slow brothers, and he messed his hair. He damn near killed the dude. I can't yeah. be no barber, man. It's too many, it's too much like picky people. It's too much different styles of hair. So, like, for you, was it hard cutting? You know, everybody got different types of hair. So, cutting a black person hair, cutting a, a Caucasian person's hair, Hispanic. Was it was it hard? Because usually for a black person, you would just use clippers straight, you know, all the way through. But some Caucasian mm-hmm. people, Hispanic people, you got to use the, the shears and stuff yeah, like that uh, and the comb over and stuff like that. So, yeah. was, that, was that hard for you at first? Or how long did it take you to, you know, to master doing that also? It took me about four years to master. Yeah. It wasn't really hard, but I mean, I'm I'm from Chicago, so I wasn't cutting a lot of straight hair at first. So that's what kind of took me a while. But I mean, I used to work with this Hispanic barber named Javi. I used to sit by his station and ask him like a thousand questions when I wasn't cutting hair. Yeah. I used to get on his nerves, but I wanted to know. So I would ask and ask and ask. And he's like, man, bro, you asking me the questions, man. You like the police. That's what he's always telling me, but I wanted to know, so I would ask and ask and ask and ask, and then I would mimic what I saw him do. So my first initial introduction to cutting straight hair, I was really just mimicking what I saw him do, and then eventually I just picked up my own skill and my own style with it. But to answer your question, it wasn't really hard. Honestly, it depends on what you're doing. Because fading straight hair is actually easier than fading our hair. Because our hair is, we're multicultural people. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Nobody is just straight African. We're mixed with other nationalities. So our hair is so different. Yeah. With straight yeah. hair is just straight hair. You know what I mean? With a white guy, it's just a white guy's hair. With a Hispanic guy, it's just Hispanic hair. Mm-hmm. Their hair is pretty much the same most of the time. Mm-hmm. But with black folks, you got people with straight hair, you got people with curly hair, you got people with that real live motherland hair, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? That keep up, so it's, it's so different. We're so diverse with our hair that it's tougher because some people's hair don't lay. If they want to get a fade, their hair may not lay for a fade. So yeah. you got to do extra work, you know? Gotcha. With straight hair, it is what it is. It's just straight. Okay, gotcha. So gotcha. It wasn't hard, but it was different. Is it the same with cutting women's hair too? No, it's, it's totally different because no, the I mean, hair I mean, is like, I mean, like cutting a, a guy's hair, a black guy's hair, and a black girl's hair. Is it the same? You just obviously you do a little bit different as far as the lining and stuff like that, but everything else is still the same, right? No, not really. No, no. One, women's hair, their hair is softer. Mm-hmm. So the way you cut a woman's hair, you can't cut a man's hair because their hair grade is softer. Got you. Because okay. women use all women use a lot of stuff that we don't use. Okay, makes sense. It makes you know sense. what I mean? All the conditioners and the protein treatment. Men don't do protein treatment to their hair. So a lot of the things that women use, like the women clients that I have that wear their hair, depends on how they wear it. Now, some of the ladies you've seen, they wear it low like mine. That's simple. Mm-hmm. But if they mm-hmm. want to keep some on the top and then make the size lower, it's a different way that you have to cut it because their hair is softer than ours. Interesting. Okay. And then their look is different from ours. So you can't give a woman a taper the way you would a guy. Okay. You know, with a guy, you may take it up a little higher. With a woman, you don't want to take her taper up high. Mm-hmm. She wants it soft to look like a woman, not a man. So. Got you. Makes sense. It varies. Yeah, it varies. Okay, uh, what's some advice that, you know, somebody gave you becoming a barber that you would give to the other common barbers now? Be patient. Be on time. Be honest. Mm-hmm. 
those were the three things that I got that were like the biggest things for me, especially the honesty, yeah. because yeah. a quick buck hurts you in the long run, and that's what I mean by being honest. Just just really briefly, I used to work at a shop, and um, I was working with a guy, and a Hispanic kid came in. And he couldn't cut the Hispanic kid, but his mind was on, this kid's in here, man, he's paying, so I'm going to take him. But, it's, but he couldn't really cut his hair. So it's like, why would you try to cut his hair and you can't cut it? But his yeah. mind was more so on the fact of, I'm just going to do it because he's paying. But yeah. then he cut him and he, like, tore the kid up. He jacked him. His haircut was horrible. So now when that person gets up, one thing about barbering is we're in the return business. You know what I mean? If it makes sense what I'm saying. If not, what I mean is when you cut someone, you want to cut them well enough to where they want to come back to you. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? That's why I say the return business. Get somebody in your chair one time, cut them, and then they never come back again. That's not really helping at all. That's not really doing anything. You want the person to come back. Yeah. So. For an up-and-coming barber, I just tell people to be honest. You know, if you're still learning areas, if you're not really good at doing certain things, don't do it. Yeah. Just because it's a walk-in and you want to make money, because in the long run, it'll hurt you. Because now people will say, man, don't go to that third chair on the right. Dude jagging people. Well, he messes people up. He doesn't give good haircut. Now you're going to be sitting even longer than you were sitting before you took that guy that you couldn't do. Yeah. So I just tell guys to be honest. Be punctual. Be on time. I can't tell you how many clients over the over the years that I've gained just simply off punctuality. Yeah. You know what I mean? And just, that's it. And just work on it. Just keep working and keep getting better and keep an open mind. Wow. No matter how good you think you are, you never got it all. You can always learn more. Facts. Facts. Um, yeah. All right, so this question. You played a lot of, you win a hundred million. Okay. What five things you gonna do with that money? Uh, buy my mom a house or a condo because my mom don't like houses. Give my mom a condo. Um, move. I'm probably leaving Illinois. Yeah, you gone. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Move. Buy myself a nice place, not too much. Mm -hmm. Um. Try to help my family out as much as I can. Like, not my immediate family. Like, cousins and stuff that I know are going through. Mm -hmm. Help them out a little bit. Um, probably give myself a few things that I want. Some cars and stuff. Uh, and invest. Yeah, that's what, yeah. I'll probably yeah. have a... Um, I'll probably... I, would, I, I personally would sit down. I'll probably open up a forum to sit down with young entrepreneurs and people who want to do something with themselves in terms of business and listen to their ideas and see if it's something that I could or would invest in to help them grow. That would probably be the last, one of the, one of the main things I would do, for sure. Yeah, that's, man, that's actually a good idea. That's kind of what I'm, man, if I could find somebody that, that's with, that got money like that, that invests in what I'm trying to do, that's all I'm, I'm, I'm trying to do. I'm just trying to look for opportunity because, like I said, I don't want to, I don't want to keep working for nobody else, you know. Yeah. Like I said, I was working at a body shop, got laid off because of the pandemic, you know. So I'm like, man, I want to be able to have, have my own business, but I want to be constant money, you know. So I know, okay, I'm gonna be able to pay this, not it's slow this week, so this week, you know, man. Yeah, but the the growth part of business is that that comes with the growth. That's why I said when you said, what advice would I give the barbers? Be patient. Yeah. Rome wasn't built in a day. So it takes time. Everything takes time. You know what I mean? But as it yeah. takes time, you keep pushing. You don't sit and wait, but you keep pushing. You keep yeah. marketing. You keep doing stuff to help your business grow. You keep getting out there, keeping your name out there, coming up with fresh ideas, different ideas to do stuff. Like what you did with the questions and you went a free shirt. That was neat. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's marketing. And then you're using free marketing. Social media is free. Yeah. So why not use it if it's free? You know what I mean? It's not yeah. the end all of marketing, but it's one avenue that you can use to market. 
And then as you begin to grow and your money begins to grow and you begin to build more capital, now you can figure out other stuff you want to do. Yeah. You know what I mean? Okay, I want to do this. I got the podcast going. I got my T-shirts going. Okay, now I might want to start doing whole outfits. Yeah. Jogging suits. Or I might want to venture into something else. You know what I mean? Whatever, whatever your heart desires. Yeah. That's the beauty about being an entrepreneur. You can do other things. But one thing about it, take one thing and just beat that one thing for a year straight. And then watch that thing grow. You know what I mean? Don't yeah. want don't don't open too many doors too soon. Yeah. You know? Gotcha. But you don't want to work for somebody else, you want to be an entrepreneur, you can do it. Yeah. Ain't nothing yeah. stopping you but you. Yeah. You know? You guys are blessed because you came up in the era that I didn't come up in. You guys are in the era where everything is everything is technology. So with yeah. everything being technology and like now, what you and I are doing can be seen around the world. <laughs> they didn't have that when I was growing up. Yeah. So that's an yeah. avenue that you can use to get whatever you're doing to get it out there to the masses. Yeah. You know? So just yeah. keep pushing. Yeah. If I can tell you anything, just keep pushing. Okay. Or any okay. entrepreneur that wants to do something, just keep pushing. Keep grinding and keep growing. You know? Thanks. Uh, all right, last question for you. Who do you think okay. I should have on here next? Good question. I don't know. You don't know? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. That's you had cool. a lot That's of hoopers. Cool. You had a lot of hoopers on here, haven't you? Yeah, yep. yep I got, actually got uh, Romeo Travis Thursday. The one that hooped. Oh, they played with LeBron? Yeah, I got him Thursday. And I got a couple people from Viso, from Simeon. I got a DJ, my homie, a DJ. I got him tonight. So I'm just, man, okay. whoever. Now I'm going to start going to teachers, stuff like that. That's like what you that. should get on here next. Who? A teacher. Put an educator on here. Okay. And see how they feel about the pandemic. See how they feel about what's going on, about their jobs, about their security, because that's relevant. I mean, yeah. unfortunately, yeah. the mass life and everything else is relevant. It's yeah. the, the times we live in. So. Put an educator on here and see what they. I don't know any teachers. Uh-huh. Okay. Well, okay. actually, I do know a couple of teachers. I know somebody you can put on here. Okay. Yeah, I know yeah. somebody you can put on here. Okay. Okay. She okay. actually just okay. put a book out. She educates and stuff. So. Okay. Go I got ahead. a couple of people for you, actually. Okay, bet we're gonna we're gonna chop it up when I come for a uh, cut. I probably gonna hit you this week for a cut. Okay. All right, bet appreciate you again, big homie. No problem, Salute man. Love, man. Salute. Much love. All right. Much love. All right. Yep. Yeah.